Hi everyone, this is John from the future. Uh, this podcast was supposed to have a video accompanying it, uh, but my camera turned off halfway through. Uh, and then when I tried to transfer the file, it somehow got corrupted. So there is no video. Uh, it's all messed up and out of sync, and uh, it's got some weird glitches in it. So it's just audio today. Sorry about that. We'll try to do better next time. That scene where they meet over lunch is <laughs> so was so depressing. It was like, oh yeah, we're orphans too. Yeah, they hate us. Yeah, they call us names. Oh yeah, it's a terrible place to live. Oh, it's a terrible place to live. <laughs> uh, so the timer has gone off. Welcome uh, to our podcast. It's a terrible the, place to live. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Do you support that? <laughs> I, if you like it, I like it. I think it's... It's good? It's, yeah. That's it. All right. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, it's a terrible place to live with David Damari and John Bauer. Uh, we shall continue. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. Uh, without a name, uh, we are hoping to name it this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so we may go into the details of that dynamic later. But for now, we are just going to start. Um, and we're going to start with your Christmas present. Oh, no, no. This is a bad way to start. I didn't get you. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't expect you to get me anything. I was going to put these on so I can hear what I'm saying. Okay. Probably should have done that away from the microphone. Just do it like ASMR. Oh, wait, hang on. Oh. Oh. A Toblerone. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Also, I'm a little confused why you gave me. Were you supposed to? Did you read it? (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations on the birth of your new arrival. Yes. Thank you. How did you know about that? (laughs) I I just know these things. I know. Merry Christmas. The birth of your new arrival, Jesus. Oh, I thought you meant the birth of my new arrival, Firefly. (laughs) Thank you very much. Oh, wait, I didn't start the timer. Okay, well, it's fine. We can do it now. Well, okay, so yeah, the timer is for naming the podcast. Whatever sentence we've said at the end of 45 minutes will be the name of the podcast. And then I guess I'll try and make like a, a graphic art piece to go with Basically. that sentence to Hopefully be the, the thumbnail. It's not like if I it's, ate McDonald's. Well, if it's really stupid, McDonald's. if it's really stupid, we'll have to break the rule and like go back a sentence or well, something. No, if it's stupid, if it's boring, we'll have right. to break the rule. If it's stupid, that's like perfect. You know, we want like a stupid name, something that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, how was your Christmas? It was. It was fine. We. My family's not celebrating until Saturday because we're all, all over the place. We're weird. Um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're like we postponed it. Yeah. We're like this year it'll be on New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> what about you? How was your Christmas? Um, it was good. So my brother got engaged, so his fiance came down. That was nice. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that. So that's um, cool. Yeah, we had a we had a good time. Uh, we went over to my grandparents' house, or yeah, well, their new house. Um, it, was, it was pretty fun. I got a record um, since I have a record player now. Yeah. And I put that on my list, but the, so my mom didn't know what kind of record to get me. So well, I'd put one specific one, but for some reason she wasn't able to find it. I, I, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> this sounds really mean. It's like, oh, they couldn't <laughs> give me a good gift. <laughs> but like. No, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, so she ended up getting me the Piano Guys a Christmas album. Which is it, Christmas albums for Christmas are just objectively well, a bad gift. I was just about to say any Christmas <laughs> themed item for Christmas is just a bad gift because I can't use it for a year, and it's you like, can only great, use it part I have of the year. Thirteen hours to listen to this before <laughs> it goes into storage. Um, but no, I, I went record shopping again today because I finally got money. Um, I don't have money anymore. I've got one dollar. <laughs> Um, What'd you buy? So I got Innocent Man by Billy Joel. 
I got Begin to Hope by Regina Spector, and I got Melodrama by Lord. Oh, I love that album. Yeah, Such it's very, very good. And the, the art on it is really, really pretty. So that's part of why I bought that one specifically, as opposed right. to like Pure Heroin or something. Where it's just white text on a black background now. Yeah. Oh, so before we started, I said that we needed to talk about one thing. Have you seen Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? I have not. Oh. I keep wanting to go see it, <laughs> but I haven't had a chance. But I'm okay with spoilers. So, Well, well now I don't want to spoil it for you. Now we need to go see it. Okay. Well, we can do that. Okay, but I feel like I'm not going to say anything original on it. Just that it's really, really good and pretty and the sound design is so good. Yeah. Like, it gives you chills. Like, every, the way it works, it's a perfect movie in my opinion. It's, well, okay. Yeah, I think, I don't know whether or not I like it better than Spider-Man Homecoming as a Spider-Man movie. That was my favorite Spider-Man previously. Sure. Just because the dynamic between like Peter and Vulture was so good. Like that scene in the car. Yeah, the scene in the car is, is <laughs> beautiful. That's it's probably a great the best scene. scene in like the MCU, in my oh, opinion. Oh, definitely. The yeah. MCU is a void of, of good real film tension, and that is yeah. a great scene. <laughs> so I don't know that this movie can compare to that scene specifically, um, but I think it's very, very good. And the way that it makes all of the different Spider-Man characters work together is really good. Um, and also, like, even if you're not familiar, like, with comics and everything, they're selling people on a new Spider-Man where you don't have to know who Miles Morales right, is yeah. before it. <clears throat> and, like, my, my younger siblings, they were, they were sold on it, even though they'd never even heard of this guy. Yeah. They're like, yeah. I know Peter Parker's Spider-Man. But now there's a new Spider-Man, and they love that Spider-Man just as much, and it's great. <laughs> yeah, I know. My sister was telling me she saw it, and she was telling me that it's one of the best superhero movies she's seen because it goes back to the it's a comic book movie that looks like a comic book. Yeah, like which Scott is Pilgrim. like really good. Yeah, and it like it makes it it feels right because of that. Whereas <laughs> a lot of the the live action stuff kind of tries to make it real instead of like letting it be itself. Well, yeah, and I feel like there is a place for that, like, um, like the Dark Knight trilogy yeah, is sure, very no, like, grounded and real, but then it's fun to just have a movie that is very aware of what it is and just like leans into it, you know, like, and that's the comedy of it, you know? Right. Yeah. Although not like, it's not just like the comedy, but it, it's a whole feel and it's right. very immersive. It's the... It's the it's the entire, like... Experience. Exper yeah, experience of it. That makes sense. Which, that actually kind of piggybacks into something I was going to talk to you about. Okay. Which is Titans. We talked a little bit about Titans. I still haven't seen it. I know you haven't. <laughs> I know you haven't. Which is why I need you to log into my DC Universe account. Okay. And go watch Titans. So you like it? I freaking love it. It is the best comic book live action anything I have seen ever. Wow. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Wait. So I'm trying to think what my favorite live action comic book thing that I'd have seen would be to compare it to. Um, it's better than Daredevil season one. Mm -hmm. Wait, I'm not saying that's the, the best one, but, but yes, yes. It's better than Daredevil season one. It's different. Well, okay, so here's the deal. Dare, uh -huh. Daredevil season one is very realistic. Uh -huh. It's very grounded. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's gritty and whatnot. And then you have the MCU, which is very realistic but not gritty at all. And yeah, then very you have, polished. Then you have, like, um, the CW shows that are not gritty and they're super campy <laughs> and they, like, embrace the, like, the, the jokey comedy roots of comics. Uh -huh. This show is perfect because it's gritty, it's real, uh -huh. but it also feels like a comic book, and it accepts it accepts without question what what like the comic writers had made. Uh -huh. So like if there's something ridiculous, uh -huh. if it was in the CW universe, they'd drag out that ridiculousness to make it funny. If it was in the 
Netflix Marvel universe, they would completely nerf it, cut it out, no ridiculousness. In Titans, they just presented as it was in the comic. So if it was presented and they just kind of ran with it, whatever, they just run with it, which is really, it makes me so happy. <laughs> well, okay. I feel like what you're saying about, well, this is, a, this is a, like a, a tangent that's right. brought up by that. But the whole thing with CW is I feel like they're not self-aware enough to figure out tone on anything. So like they'll try and like hit you with emotions, but then they're like, ah, oh, but we were cheesy and it doesn't even work. <laughs> you know, I guess. Have you seen um, when do you watch Legends of Tomorrow? No. no. OK, because like the first season was so just awful. It was a total <laughs> nightmare. Um, it's, still my, it's still my favorite season, but it was a total nightmare. The second season was a total nightmare in the opposite direction. They went too dark, and then they went too campy. Uh, and and the current season, it's just, it is a, it is comedy gold. I love it. It's a beautiful show. It has heart. It makes me cry. And it's wait, super great. That's a great show. However, it's like campy on purpose. Well, yeah, and I, there are certain things that are campy on purpose and that pull it off, like like Edgar Wright movies. Like, right, yes, exactly. <laughs> but I don't think... I feel like CW is just too confused to like be able to pull it off, you know? The, they've got, like... I'm sp speaking specifically about The Flash because that's the one I'm most familiar right, with. Yeah. And there's no sense of tone in that entire show, you know? The, yeah, yeah, The Flash is... It's a love-hate relationship for me. <laughs> I think I've quit. I, I think I'm like, I don't need to do this. I'm spending too much time. Yeah. Speaking of which, I've moved on to new things, and I watched uh, American Vandal seasons one and two. Oh, did you like it? I loved it. It's okay, so good. What, here's, here's a question for you, because uh -huh. I loved American Vandal season one. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> and I hated American Vandal season two. Did you watch the whole thing? Yes. All right, so I didn't like the first episode. I was like, oh, no, they, they've lost it. Because, like, they were hardly in it, like uh, Peter and Sam. They were just, like, doing a little bit of narration, but mostly it was just interviews. But I think, like, throughout the other seasons, I mean, like, not the other seasons, the other episodes, that they were able to make it work. And it feels very different from season one, but I think it's good. Well, here's for me, it was like... It was basically just a remake of season one with different cast and a different main issue. But it was basically the same to me. Like, it felt like they kind of lost any, like, they didn't have any creative vision for moving the series forward. They were just kind of like, let's do it again. Now they're making another documentary somewhere else. What are you saying? There's a season three? No, season two. Oh, okay. I thought okay. I thought you were saying, and now there's no, another no, one. No, 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 no. I hope there's another one. I, I really want more. I wouldn't be mad at a third season, but they'd have to do something. They can't just like another school with another issue. That just. I don't think they will, since like the first two, the the first one they were in junior year, second one they're it's their senior project. So I think once they're done with high school, they're gonna. I don't know. Maybe it'll be a college. Who knows? It would probably be a college thing. Uh, well, the thing is, <laughs> like, um, uh, is it Jimmy Tatro who plays um, the main character of the first season? Oh, I don't know. Um, I think it's Jimmy Tatro. He's a he was a YouTuber. Uh, did you ever watch Real Bros of Simi Valley? No. It was a, a YouTube series that he made. That's like a. It's a, a fake, it's like in the style of The Office where it's like supposedly like a reality show, uh -huh. kind of, but well, it's like... Wait, it's a reality show or a documentary? Because The Office is a documentary. Well, it's like, it's in the style where like they're talking to the camera. Oh, so that... So to it's a person like, who's filming but who isn't really recognized very often. So it's, uh, it's like a kind of show where there's no fourth wall. Right, but it's it's not exactly like that because it's not like Parks and Rec where they just randomly talk to nobody. Yeah, it's it's more like The Office where there's someone there filming them. Uh huh. 
Well, my understanding of Parks and Rec was that it's the same kind of thing as The Office, where there's someone filming them. They never recognize them. <clears throat> they talk to them. They have them in like their separate areas talking to them like The Office, but they never recognize that the, there's like a cameraman. Huh. Well, my understanding was that like since it's the same people who made The Office, they were doing the same thing, just a different that would make group sense. of people. That would make yeah. sense. But like, um, basically, it's it's supposed to be more like reality TV, but like, okay, just a, a show about these guys living in Simi Valley, which is in California, and it's like all the rich people, okay, and they're like surfer bum dudes, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, because of because of him, uh-huh. from like that, I was super excited, and then at the end of the first, he's the reason I watched it in the first uh-huh. place. And the end of the first season, I was kind of expecting it to kind of, I was expecting it to follow him more mm-hmm. and like leave the documentary format for huh. a second season, which I was a little bit sad about. And then when I saw that it wasn't doing that, I was like, oh, that's great. They're going to keep doing the documentary style, which is really cool. It's kind of the point of the show. And then it was like, it felt really awkward to me to like, now we're at this other school that has some issue. I think it made sense because that the, the show's called American Vandal. So it's like documentaries getting to the bottom of vandalism. Although the second crime isn't as much vandalism. It's just yeah, like, it's, well, it's also that the, the, <laughs> the premise of the second season really bothers me because it's like, it's just an extended poop joke. The whole season well, the is an extended one, poop joke. The first one was a an extended a dick joke. joke. I know, but like, <laughs> I yeah, I guess I don't really have a platform for disliking it. But still, you're it, like, I'm above that sense of humor. <laughs> I basically, yeah. Oh, did you ever watch the Kamensky Method? No, I was going to watch it, but I haven't watched it. Okay. Okay. They, they announced that there's season two, so I'm very happy about that. Okay. Let's see. What else? What else have I been watching recently? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've been focusing on Titans entirely because it's so good. Oh, they're making Doom Patrol as well. I heard about that. And it, if it's anything like Titans, I am so excited. Oh, it's another uh, DC exclusive? Yes. Yeah, but... In, in outside of the U.S., mm-hmm. they will be on Netflix as Netflix originals. Oh, uh, so if you have like a, a VPN, which I do, yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna, I already have DC Universe, so yeah. <laughs> but they in January they'll be, they'll be on Netflix. Um, well, Titans will be. So okay. But yeah, no, I'm gonna give you my login so you can watch it because I need someone to talk about it because no one, no one <laughs> is watching it but me. So. Okay, we'll do that. After. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, My login info for DC Universe. No. Uh, I I don't remember what these notes mean. (laughs) Did I ever talk to you about uh, Alex and Ada, the comic book series? You mentioned it, but I don't think you ever, like, told me about it. Okay, so that's probably my favorite comic book series, I'd say. Like, it's definitely up there. It's either, like, that, Morning Glories, or Red Hood and the Outlaws. Okay. Or maybe Batman and Jack Murdoch. I really, really like that one. Actually, that's what I was trying to get you, is I didn't know if you had a physical copy no, I don't. of it or not. And I was looking for it, and I couldn't find it, so I just bought you Firefly instead. It's okay. I'm very happy with this. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, it's published by Boom? I thought Image this is, published them. Uh, this is not the new series. This oh. is the ones that go between the show and... Uh, Serenity the movie. Okay. So which I still did you need watch? to watch. Okay, it's on Netflix now. Oh well, well they took it off and then it was back and then it was gone. Ooh, well, they did my, a whole thing. It might have been on what was on my VPN because I was uh, checking for Titans uh, from Canada, <laughs> and uh, it may have been when I when I was on that when I saw it. I need to get a VPN because there was one show I forget what it was now that I was trying to watch and they're like, yeah, it's on Netflix in England. I'm like, oh. What show? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did want to watch uh, Final Space. This wasn't it, but Final Space is on Netflix. What is Final UK. Space? It's Olin Rogers' show, the animated one that he made. Oh, okay, gotcha. 
the one that he did with uh, TBS and Conan. Now we're talking about something different. Yay. This is a very sporadic podcast. So far, we've just kind of <laughs> piggybacked off of each other without being like... We haven't told like, any stories. Without, we haven't, well, we haven't told any stories, and not only that, it was like we're talking about one show, and then all of a sudden, oh, have you seen this show? So um, we've kind of... Well, this is how we talk. We, it is. And we, <laughs> we jumped genres three or four times now. Yeah. Which is great. So continue. What were you, what were you about to say? Oh, so I was going to tell you about... The open mic night that I invited you to come to, oh, yeah, but yeah. you didn't end up coming to. Well, I, was, I did very poorly. Well, I was making Russian food. You were making what? I was making a Russian food. Oh, I thought you said ration food. I was like, <clears throat> no, preparing no. for we, preparing for the bombs. I was making Russian food with Andrew Parker and my brother. Okay. So continue. Was it good? Oh, it was okay. I, I wasn't a huge fan. They liked it. All right. <laughs> it was bland. Continue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like my stories. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, I went and I made it on the list that time. Last time I hadn't made it on the list. It was a whole thing. Anyway, and I, it was a long list because it was the week before Christmas, so there were a lot of people that wanted to do it. But then... Right. They're like, okay, well, make the list longer so that people can do it this time since we're not going to be here next week. It's a whole thing. So to make it so that everyone could fit the list. <laughs> okay, so the camera just cut out. It's definitely low battery, so we're just going to leave it, and the audio will continue. Okay. So that everyone would make the list, they gave people varying uh, amounts of time. So they normally do five-minute sets, which is what I'd prepared for. But instead of giving me a, a five-minute set, I ended up with a three-minute set. Oh, joy. Yeah, so I had to, like, condense all my jokes, which wasn't... I didn't prepare very well to condense them because I didn't have enough, like, time to, like, right. go through how I wanted to tell right, them instead. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I ended up being very nervous because I knew I hadn't prepared for this particular situation. So I was, like, stumbling over my words and everything. And I've got a whole long extended joke about necrophilia. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so It's a great joke. So then I'm, I'm going through it, and it's supposed to go, um, necrophilia is legal in Louisiana, as it should be. But then I'm like, necrophilia is legal in Louisiana, which is cool, I guess, which <laughs> sounds very different. <laughs> because I'm not very confident on it. I'm like, I guess I like that. I don't know. <laughs> so then there's this girl in the audience who did a double take. And it was the, it was the greatest thing. I say that, and she goes, huh? wait, wait, what? <laughs> I, I almost lost it. <laughs> just that reaction. I kind of want to just get that reaction. I don't want people to laugh. I just want the, to go up there, and then they go, <laughs> wait, wait, what? what? <laughs> That's great. Oh, no. So I told all the jokes about, like, wondering whether or not Pinocchio has a penis and then, like, going on into, like, uh, talking about necrophilia and, like, supporting it in the joke. And then I was, no one was laughing the whole time. And I was like, actually, people laughed at Geppettophile. Okay. <laughs> they thought that was funny, which it is, but... It well, the, the whole thing is funny, because yeah. I've heard it, and it's hilarious. So, Well, I, I was just off. No, that, that makes sense. If, when you're nervous, you stumble around. It doesn't. If you don't deliver things right, sometimes it doesn't work out, which is just normal. So then I told all those jokes that are, are very crude. They're not like... I'm very cheap. I'm not good at writing comedy. I just like tell, making people laugh, so... I rely very heavily on being crude in stand-up, I think. I think a lot of people do, but that's fine. Yeah, so... Most of the comedians I follow are fairly crude. Yeah, I, I want to have, like, merit, like, aside from just, like, ha-ha, that's funny because he said that. Right, you know? yeah. Um, so then I told all those, like, jokes, and then afterwards, uh, people have a very, like, weird... Uh, they treat me very strangely over there because I'm the youngest comedian who performs there. Um, okay. So <laughs> there's this lady who came up to me afterwards, and she said, I thought your jokes were really cute. 
I thought your jokes about necrophilia were really cute. I ended with a joke where I said, if you come upon a dead body, then you can come upon a dead body. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. <laughs> and then she's like, that was real cute, you know? <laughs> I guess it's just, you know, you're real cute, so your jokes are real cute. I guess. I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> I said thank you, but I didn't like it. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll have to do it again sometime when you have the time you're expecting. So that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe not the same set, but. Well, no, I'm gonna do the same set. I want to like workshop it and make sure that I get like. Well, a yeah, good, for sure. Because I really like those jokes. Um. Oh, yeah, there was a whole other thing that happened. So then after that, I was talking to some of the other comedians that were there. Um, and I, I think they, they thought I did it all right. Like, they didn't think that I performed well that particular night, but they thought the jokes were funny. Um, so that was good. I'm, I'm very happy when I get approval from comedians who I think are good, you know? Right, yeah. But there was one guy who <laughs> I walked up to him. Uh, he was talking with another guy who I had been talking to earlier. And then he, the first thing he says to me is, are you gay? I'm like, oh, man. Oh, this is going to be one of those. <laughs> so, so I was like, no, uh, I don't think so. And he says, you sure? I'm like, yeah. So then like the entire time I was like, okay, good. Now I can make fun of you. So then he just made gay jokes the whole time. And I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> Who, you made gay jokes? Or no, he, he did. He did, okay. Yeah. That's really weird, but. Yeah. What, what kind of gay jokes? Just like making fun of you for being gay? No, like. Or like, no, that's like, gay type of jokes. Like the way I dress and things, he's like, oh. Okay, yeah. gotcha, yeah. Was he, like, doing a set? No, 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 no. Just, this was just, like, talking afterwards. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> I don't know. It was strange. He, that particular guy, I think he's done some funny things, but a lot of the time, okay, well, all of the time, he's constantly, like, really, really, really high. So a lot of the time, he'll just go up there and, like, I don't even know. He'll just stammer on about nothing for five minutes. I don't have a lot of respect for him. <laughs> like, I think he's funny, but I don't think he's talented at all. <laughs> That's an interesting oxymoron, but it works, I guess. What do you mean? The, he's funny, but he's not talented, which is... Well, no, it's funny in that kind of way where you're laughing at them, not with them. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> Poor guy. I don't know. I don't feel sorry. <laughs> there was there's no sympathy in that sentence. <laughs> what? Poor guy. Oh, I see. I see. It wasn't sarcastic. It was I thought just, you were saying I had no sympathy. No, no. which is true because I said I don't feel sorry for him. Moving on. This is a weird tension. <laughs> <laughs> we already kind of talked about most of the things that I put on my list. Wow, we're efficient. Um, or at least the the top things. So. I'd put that about the CW universe that it's it's starting to get on my nerves. We kind of already talked about how trashy it is. Yeah, um, I'm fed up with it, and I want it to end. I also put <laughs> that I like the Flash, but I hate the fandom. And I don't know. If I you hate both ever, at this point. At, well, at this point, yeah, the Flash is getting worse. But well, it's been getting worse since season one. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> season three was the pinnacle of bad. But. Did you ever get involved with the fandom at all, like, online? No. I don't really involve with, like, fan groups online just generally. I'll just right. like something, and then I'll just like it privately, you know? I'll right. talk with friends about it, but I won't, like, seek out other people who like it just for the, because they like yeah, it. Yeah, like, I, I only have a couple friends that like uh, the same stuff I do, so I yeah. usually end up going online. <laughs> but um, I just, the fandom is so toxic for all of these things, uh -huh. and they're also super dumb. They're just filled with idiots. <laughs> so, so like uh, Rick and Morty. 
Yes, exactly like Rick and Morty. Except Rick and Morty, I think, is a better show. Than Flash? Yeah. Oh, hands down. Yeah, yeah. That's a show that, as a show, it way, knows what it is. way better written, Yeah. just in general. It's a very but different it, kind of show. A, yeah, it's an extremely different genre, but like... It understands where it's supposed to be, and it stays there. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. The, the thing <laughs> is with, like, comic fandoms, and specifically with The Flash, because, like, the Flash fandoms I follow aren't just for the TV show. They're for the character. Yeah. People on those fandoms are just so rude. <laughs> you say something about how you like one specific thing better than... Another, like, you like this actor better than this one, or you liked uh-huh. this episode better than this one, or you liked this specific comic author yeah. and uh, illustrator duo better than another. Yeah. And they just, they get offended like it's a life <laughs> or death situation that you like the same one as them. It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Well, see, I don't. I don't understand that mentality of saying you need to like the same one I like because I think it's them just being like, I'm right, you know? Well, and they're it's, like, it's not even about need to right be or with- wrong though, but yeah, I can see that. It's just because that's the only thing that makes sense. Cause like, I, I don't understand thinking, well, they need to like what I like unless it's because this is the right thing to like, you know? Yeah. Because, like, otherwise, just like what you like and then don't care what other people like, you know, (laughs) which is the proper mentality. (laughs) Because it's like people post, like, for for example, people post, like, um, who's your favorite Flash, Barry Allen or Wally West? Mm -hmm. And then you just, like, comment the name of whichever one's your favorite. Uh And so, like, in specific, I mentioned on a comment section that, I really liked uh, Bart Allen from New 52, where yeah, he yeah. was Bartor, and it was it was like a from the future, and it was yeah and whatnot. And I said that I really liked that run because I, I think that's great. I uh-huh. thought it was awesome. Just thousands of comments in response. Thousands. <laughs> there were other people saying the same thing, and they got comments too. Oh, just see. like. It wasn't just me. But yeah, like, <laughs> I was like, thousands of people specifically care no, about you. <laughs> I probably, I probably had about thirty comments on uh-huh. mine, and there were other people with just the whole comment section because uh-huh. it mentioned him in the post. Uh-huh. Was people being like, "Oh, Bartor's stupid," and anyone who likes Bartor was doesn't understand real storytelling and story arcs, and it's like. Could you just like m- let me enjoy what I'm enjoying? But uh, tell the truth, Jake Eric is the best Flash, specifically in Justice Society of America. Fuck you. No. No. (laughs) 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 No, I... Sure. Have you read Justice Society? Uh, No, not specifically. I read... I read a couple of the... Like... I read a couple Justice League, Justice Society... Books like Justice League of America and mm-hmm. the ones that split off, but I didn't read any of the original Justice Society okay. stuff. They're pretty good. I like them. That was kind of. I kind of moved on from the Flash, honestly. Like he was my favorite, and I've gotten so tired of him. And it's it's the state of comic books that companies uh-huh. reuse their main characters so much. Yeah. That you start to hate them. And so DC has used Superman, Batman, and Flash so often that Uh I cannot stand them anymore. Yeah. That's part of why I like Valiant so much because it's the same like comic book superhero genre, but I think it does it better, like Valiant, you know? Right, yeah. Um, Because I didn't know if I'd said what I was talking about. You did, yeah. It's cool. Um, because the, there's no like pressure of dealing with characters that people are attached to because they're much less known, you know? Yeah. Well, it's the same when DC was starting out and they were creating characters as they had much more freedom because nobody's like, feels like they know what's best for the character. Yeah. So that's, 
That's why I enjoy like really reading Valiant comics because they're at that point that Marvel and DC have long passed, you know, mm-hmm. where they're they're building their universe and they're they're working with these new ideas and these new characters and building w- their identity. You know, it's really interesting to to see how that happens because they're becoming a bigger company. They're getting to that point, right? But yeah. they're not there yet, you know. <clears throat> yeah. Well, and that's kind of I like um, the Young Animal series that DC did. Yeah. Because um, they introduced a bunch of new characters and rebooted a couple of old groups. Mm-hmm. Um, Doom Patrol was one of them. Uh, and then Mother Panic, which I showed you some Mother Panic stuff. Yeah. You weren't super into it. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's all like R-rated teen drama stuff, which is a yeah. little bit weird. <laughs> but also the writing of comic books is much less cheesy than the writing of comic book based film yeah so much so and especially with like the young animal stuff it's very serious and real and not Uh. like at all like cheesy or not necessarily cheesy it's not what that's not what i'm trying to say i don't even know it's like i think people it's much better storytelling i think people associate cheesiness with comic books because it's associated with art i don't know why that is but for mm-hmm. some reason, people associate it, well, if it's bright and colorful, then it's cheesy. And not all comics are bright and colorful, but it has that reputation, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's, <laughs> there's some comics that can be cheesy, but even the way they're written, it's not presented as cheesy. Yeah. And they're written so well, like, from just all aspects. Like, the characters have great character arcs. They're established well. So, like, uh, Teen Titans, New 52... Uh-huh. which I already mentioned. That is my favorite run of Teen Titans. And it's very campy. Yeah. But it doesn't come across as very campy because it, it's very well written to the point the characters all have their character arcs. It feels very real. They interact with each other like real people. It It's not cheesy in the way that like makes it feel awkward. Yeah. Yeah. What was I going to say? There was, I had something I was going to say. Oh, well, it's gone now. <laughs> well, that's not good. I'm Apparently, I'm not good at podcasts. <laughs> I'm just going to say... Crap, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, I, I've kind of lost track of what we were discussing. We've got eight minutes till the, till the title. Well, let's not think about it too much because then we'll be thinking of the title. Shh. Oh, I meant to talk to you about music. Oh? Have you been listening to anything interesting recently? Um, I went back and started listening to The Greatest Showman again. It's not super interesting. <laughs> Crap. What? Well, so, okay, so now I remembered what I was going to say, but now we've switched to a new topic. Say it anyway. Do you like Umbrella Academy? I. I don't know what that is. Umbrella Academy? Yeah. It's a DC series written about a boarding school. Wait, no, it's not Gotham Academy. When Gotham think, Academy? No, they're different. Umbrella Academy is written by Gerard Way, the former... Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. that is. So they've, they're making a Netflix original series based off of his comic book series. Oh, I should go back and read it. And he's very closely involved with the series, and it's about to come out. And I'm very... Ex- I don't know. I haven't read it, but it looks interesting, like very bright and colorful aesthetic and like, yeah. And his, I think he's a very good writer just objectively, like all the stuff that he did with my chemical romance, that's songwriting, but it's good writing, you know? Right. From, so I, I'm definitely going to watch it. Uh, I don't know how good it'll be. Is it an animated series? No, it's uh, live action. Oh, okay, cool. Um, this is, man, I'm really bad at staying on topic. I That's thought of okay. something else. There's another uh, Netflix original. Season three of a series of unfortunate events will oh be here gosh. in a few days. Yes. And also, Max Greenfield's going to be in it from New Girl. Oh, Schmidt. really? Yeah. That's cool. I'm very excited. And it's the final season. They're going to tie everything up with a little bow. That's my plan for my uh, first tattoo. Is. Uh, uh, Oh, the eye? Is the eye on my yeah. ankle uh, for the volunteer fire department. 
and I wanted to say I wanted to look like it's stained glass, uh huh, like a, a window with their logo in it, and then I wanted to say uh, it's quiet here. Oh, nice, nice. So <laughs> <laughs> I haven't designed it yet. I need to figure out what I want it to look like, and then find a tattoo artist that can do it. But that's my plan. That's exciting. Oh, man, I can't wait for it. Like, it's, it's January first, and like I expected it to to change in quality from the first season somewhat, but the second season was just as good. Yeah, I know. I expected the same thing because uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, the season two was it was good. It just wasn't yeah. the same great. Yeah, yeah. But then ASOUE stayed good. Uh huh. Freaking love that show. Oh man, I think it's, I think it's entirely due to Neil Patrick Harris, because, <laughs> like, true. He, he can carry anything. Well, he know, carried he, How I Met Your Mother he, for he's however many it. seasons. Yeah, he's, I think he's writing it. Isn't he writing it? I he's, know he's involved with production. Yeah, he's producer. I don't know if he's writer. Maybe he's the entire reason it's happening, and uh-huh. he's the entire reason it's so good. Uh, he's. I've never seen the the movie with Jim Carrey. Uh, I haven't either. Okay. Well, I, I was going to... Reason, the reason for that is my older sister uh-huh. loves the books. Yeah. And she liked the movie. And when the, the show came out, she convinced me to watch the show. Uh-huh. And then after she watched the show, she was like, don't go, don't bother watching the movie. So she like, thinks Neil Patrick Harris is a better Count Olaf than Jim Carrey? Um... She had some things to say about where they were better about different things. Uh-huh. Um, but she said, since I'm not like a huge fan or anything, that it'd just be confusing to go back and watch the movie. Besides that, the, apparently the movie covers the first three books about uh-huh. accurate and then changes the ending a little bit. Okay. So it doesn't follow the books exactly. Uh-huh. And the, the show is following a lot closer. How many uh, books are there? Uh, like 15. That would make sense based on the number of episodes. Because there's per... two episodes per book. Yeah. And 10 episodes per season. I thought there were eight the first season. Were there eight the first season? Yeah, I think there have been <clears throat> 18 total. Okay, well, that would have been four. And that would have been nine books. So yeah, that'd be nine books. So that would leave. Uh, that'd leave six, six books. So six times which two, that'd would be, be twelve episodes. Episodes. That's good. Yeah, that's not that's not bad at all. That'd be that'd be adding two episodes per season: eight, ten, twelve. Yeah. Which works. Yeah. I didn't feel like the the second season was too long or anything. I enjoyed it. Oh no! Yeah, I went through the second season faster than the first. I did it. I. But that's because I ended up like watching a bunch of other shows. It's not that I didn't like that season. I just got caught up, you know. Yeah, no, I because I binge watched the first one, so it just my favorite episode of a series of unfortunate events mm-hmm. is still episode one of season two. Oh yeah, with Coach Genghis. Yes. <laughs> did you? Were you there? You were in when I, they did. Yeah, I was in the scene. We had um, friends do a, a play. <laughs> well, okay. Well, you I were, was helping you were direct helping the younger kids. This scene uh, at our theater group, where there are a bunch of middle schoolers doing part of uh, what's the name of that episode? Um, the book. Uh, it's the uh, <sighs> some something academy. Oh, uh, Aster Academy. Yeah. I was helping direct that particular part of the story of a series of unfortunate events. And I got so upset with these kids because they didn't want to be there. They'd do anything but practice the scene. And it was terrible. I I hated it. (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't know. I was talking when I loved it. Because it was so bad. <laughs> uh, but I was talking with Alyssa, because I was sitting next to Alyssa, our friend Alyssa, the whole time. And I just kept turning to her and going, cake sniffer, cake sniffer, and um, Coach Genghis, I'm a failure. The whole time. 
And she just kept being like, how much of this do you know? And I would like say lines with people. It was great. That is my favorite episode. I really would have loved being Count Olaf in that scene, but I really did enjoy being uh, Vice Principal Nero. Yeah. Uh, I thought the, 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 it, the reason it failed so bad is because they didn't do any of the funny parts. No, they didn't. They just, they did, the, just did the sad parts. <laughs> so it was just super depressing. <laughs> they were a little... Okay, I think I was funny in it. <coughs> Me talking you were, you about... pretty good. You get to drink your beverages in a little puddle. You know? But... Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was funny because... Um, and it just ended. There was no like real ending to it. <laughs> the girls that played the quagmire triplets. Yeah. Because we replaced the one of the boys with a, another girl. Yeah. Because um, we didn't have enough boys. They were good at their acting. Right. Really quite good. Um, but the combination of them with the Baudelaire children actors was so dry. And they they forgot all of the punchlines that were actually like funny for those scenes where there's where they meet that that scene where they meet over lunch is <laughs> so was so depressing it was like oh yeah we're orphans too yeah they hate us yeah they call us names oh yeah it's a terrible place to live oh it's a terrible place to live <laughs> uh so the timer has gone off Welcome to our podcast. It's a terrible place to live. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Do you support that? (laughs) If you like it, I like it. I think it's... It's good? That's it. All right. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, It's a terrible place to live with David Damari and John Bauer. Uh, We shall continue. Okay. So where were we? (laughs) Before we were... We were at It's a Terrible Place to Live. (laughs) We were at It's a Terrible Place to Live. Okay. And it, it just, Alyssa and I were sitting there. Everyone else was dead silent in the crowd, and Alyssa and I were sitting there cracking up <laughs> at how depressing it was. The, the, I think there's one line where they're talking about um, how, the, how quickly their brother died. That's, yes, that's, <laughs> yes, that's the one. And the, and they could get no humor out of how hilarious a name Quigley Quagmire is. And instead, they just made it really sad. They're like, it was yeah, so our brother died. It was so depressing. They were like, uh, our brother Quigley. He, he perished in he a fire. He perished in a fire. <laughs> oh, so this is on a similar <laughs> note of laughing at horrible, horrible <laughs> child death. Um, Wait, there's non-horrible child death? No, but just like really depressing stuff. Okay. I wasn't going to end it with that initially. It was a, it was a gamish <coughs> of, a, of a sentence. I didn't know where I was going with it. Yes, a horrible tragedy. Okay, continue. Um, anyway, yesterday I was watching The Book Thief for the first time with my family. I'd never seen it before. I've never seen it. It was a good movie, but it was really stupid. Okay. Specifically, they had these segments that needed to be cut out of the movie. It would have been a good movie, but they had these segments in it that weren't good. Where there would be narration done from the perspective of death, if death were a person. And they were so dumb. I I hated it. Like, it was so disjointed. It didn't need to be in the whole thing. Because they'd go into these narration segments that were just in the middle of other scenes. And I'm like, this doesn't need to be here. This would be a good movie if you cut all the death narration. So then there's this one part where... <laughs> do you want me to spoil the movie? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, spoiler alert for uh, The Book Thief. That's if been anybody out for a cares. While. <laughs> I'm sure they don't care, but yeah. continue. I don't think there are a lot of big p- people who are like, oh man, can't wait to see The Book Thief. <laughs> <laughs> continue. I just felt like it was an obligor- obligatory thing. So. Obligatory? Obligatory. Obligatory. Obligatory? Yeah. Sure. Um, anyway, so at the end of the movie, the main character is in the basement of the house that she lives in in Germany, and she's writing a book. And 
her family is upstairs. And there are bombs that are being dropped on her street. And everyone she knows is dying. But she lives. That's beautiful. It's really sad, right? It's just objectively sad that this kid is losing everyone she knows. That's what her I meant. Friends. Yeah, that's, that's sad. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I meant. Yeah, for sure. But then my sister Annabeth is laughing hysterically. I don't know why, but the, the death narrators go, maybe it was the death narrator. It was kind of cheesy with the death narrator. Okay. But he's going through talking about all the people she loves, how he killed them all, and like what they were thinking when they died. And Annabeth is just cracking up. She can't stop laughing as there's a kid dying, his mother, her parents. <laughs> 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 okay, but it's, I get that. I laugh at the worst times in movies, okay? If there is a scene where you are supposed to be sad, I will inevitably bust out laughing. I'm trying to remember. Oh, okay, have you seen Bad Times at the El Royale? No, you were telling me it was really good, though. Do you care if I spoil a tiny bit of it? No, 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 go ahead. Okay, so that one's fairly new, so I am going to spoil something. So if you don't want it spoiled, skip ahead like 30 seconds. Okay. There's this one part where this boy who's been like kind of a mystery, but kind of like, he's like a heroin addict basically. Okay. Is me too. Is supposed to shoot someone. He needs to shoot someone and he has a gun. Um, and <laughs> there's like a big fight or whatever. And she's like, go shoot. You need to shoot or whatever. Uh -huh. Yelling. She's all tied up. And he's like, no, he's like traumatized. He's like, I can't kill anyone else and she goes how many people have you killed and he goes 123 <laughs> and then it cuts to a war segment that flashes back to when he was in the war killing people but the line is delivered so ridiculous he's like 123 that i bust out laughing <laughs> and immediately get made look like an asshole because it's like a traumatic like flashback and he's got like PTSD but like it's delivered so so funny <laughs> well I don't think there's any good way to say that line yeah they really shouldn't have written it the way like uh, well if it was it's not a comedy is it no uh if it were a comedy that would have been a hilarious line no 123 <laughs> and he's like he's like shaking he's like 123 and it's it's just Bizarre. It's it's a great movie. I love it. That that one line is just so funny. He said unintentionally. He, uh, you said he was a heroin addict. Yeah. Man, you'd think he'd be really good at shooting people up. <laughs> oh, I guess he did. He shot up 123 people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just not anymore. He, yeah. He lost his touch. Yeah. Vans can the, only take so much. <laughs> the thing is, uh, it's kind of, they set you up to think that he's more devious than he is. Uh -huh. So when he says that I can't kill anyone else, mm. you're like, oh gosh, he's been killing people. Oh, you didn't know that? Oh, shocking. I thought it's it was like super shocking. Like, oh, okay. it's like, it's like giving less it was like he's naive he's naive about what's going on here and then he says i can't kill anyone else and you're like oh my gosh mm -hmm. is he like killing people for this job he has or whatever and then she's like how many people have you killed and he's like 123 and it's like wait <laughs> wait what <laughs> and then it just flashes to the war and you're like so wait he he wasn't or he was killing people wait Wait, it cuts to the war. So I thought that's where he killed people. It is, yeah. Oh, so it's saying but that like, he wasn't actually doing shady stuff. He was just killing people in a war. Right, yeah. But it like sets it up to look like he was doing shady stuff. And he was doing shady stuff, but killing people was not one of them, apparently. Maybe it was. Maybe he didn't kill all of the people in the war. Or does it cut through 123 death scenes? Because that would be <laughs> an editing nightmare. No, <laughs> we his, need to show all of them. <laughs> he was the last surviving person of his squadron, basically. Oh, okay. So I guess the idea is that... Oh, he's responsible? He feels Survivor's responsible, guilt. yeah. 
So, like, it doesn't actually show him killing anyone. It shows all of his comrades dying, basically. Uh, comrades, not the right word. He, I hang out with too many people who fake Russian. Well, hang uh, on. Did, did he kill anyone in the war? Or was it just his friends dying? I think it was just his friends dying. That's a stupid line. I can't kill people anymore but, like, I, when he's he holding probably, a gun. He probably did shoot people, too. Like, that's the point. Because then he's, like, an expert marksman, basically. Oh. Uh. I, I probably just need to see the movie. Yeah, I'm not explaining it very well. I'm picturing the scene like they do a lot of buildup because it's that the movie is extremely tense. It's like a, it's not like an Agatha Christie murder mystery uh-huh. where everything's like suspenseful in in the like, oh, who did it? Who did it? We got to figure out where it is. Yeah. It's a lot of um, tension building, not very much suspense. Okay. Which kind of never gets released, honestly. It builds up a lot of tension and then. <laughs> so, wait, just I thought you, you liked this it. movie. Oh, I do. I do. Okay. Um, I think that it could have been done better. All right. But it's, it's a good movie. It's just a. There you go. It's a strangely. <laughs> It's a it's a it's a strange artistic um, choice. I don't know. Someone looking at you? No, I think I know someone over there. Oh, we're in a library, by the way. Yeah, it's a. It's the only place I have because uh, we're homeless. <laughs> well, no, I I have lots of homes. Home. <laughs> That's a weird way of putting it. <laughs> Well, no, I have lots of space. Is you invest in real estate. I have lots of space. However, it is filled with junk. So, so you don't have lots of space. You have lots of no. stuff. Yes. <laughs> like, I, there are two rooms in my house that have no occupants, but are filled with junk. No, three oh. rooms. There are three rooms in my house that are filled with junk. And Well, does the third one have an occupant? No. Huh. Nope. Yeah, I wish that I could turn one to my studio, but it's been a long process and it's not working out, so. Well, at my house, we'd just be interrupted by my siblings constantly. Yeah, we'd probably be interrupted by my mother, but the weird thing is she doesn't interrupt me in my regular life, but if I start recording something, she will. That's just how it goes. Huh. Hey, we should record this in my my treehouse. You have a treehouse? Yeah, you've been to my house. You've seen this treehouse. Yeah. I have? Yeah. It's a giant treehouse. I've only been to your house at night to drop you off. Yeah. So I may not not, have noticed. You've been to my house in the daytime, right? No, I don't think so. I've never gotten out of my car at your house. That's true. We don't allow him inside. I've just never been invited. Well, that's because we hate him. It's, it's a hard life. This is weird. I'm switching in and out of referring directly to you and referring to you to... Wait. That's how referring... I said You're him, switching meaning you. Yes. I'm looking at you saying him. It's but very that's how odd. podcasts work, right? I don't know. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I feel like that's normal. I listen... Okay, let's see. What have I been listening to recently? Okay. Let's recommend other podcasts. That's a good Don't idea. Don't listen to ours. <laughs> um, just a moment. It's loading. Well, I can tell you what I've been do, listening do, to. Do, do. Okay. I, Too late, I'm ready. Okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been listening to uh, Beyond the Pine, the Sugar Pine 7 podcast. I still need to listen to it. I need to... Go well, you need to watch their videos I, first. Do you wait? Are you watching their videos? Uh, yeah, I've started watching their videos. Do you like them? Are they amazing? They're okay. Okay. I have very strong feelings about Sugar Pine Seven. Um. Uh, the Rooster Teeth podcast. That's pretty good. Um. You made it weird with Pete Holmes is a really good one. Oh, I haven't listened to that one. I don't know that one. He, well, he interviews like a lot of like really famous celebrities, but also lots of comedians. I started listening to it because uh, Daniel Sloss was on it, and I'm a 
big Daniel Sloss fan. Oh, uh, Sloss and Humphreys on the Road is probably my favorite podcast, I'd say. Oh, okay. Because Daniel Sloss is so funny. Like, everything he says is just hysterical. Like, <laughs> there's a whole thing where he, they, uh, him and Kai Humphreys, his co-host and uh, opener on tour, was, well, they were talking and they were saying, it's so stupid when people will be like, so if someone says, I've got depression, and they'll be like, oh, well, you, have you tried exercising? Have you tried that? Of course they've tried it. So what I've decided to do instead is if anyone tells me anything about their problems, I'm just going to tell them, have you tried eating a banana? <laughs> Honestly, though, bananas are perfect. Um, I've been listening to Slacker podcast with Phil Taggart. It's, okay, I don't know who that is, but... Sounds... He interviews, like... Music people. Oh, okay. Like musicians. Gotcha. Um, I've been getting back into Night Vale. I've been off it for a little while because I got behind. I've been off it. Well, you sound like a drug. I've been uh, getting back into Night Vale. Um, yep. Uh, it's a nice, sweet sativa. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bad Hotel is one that I really want them to do more of. They just started recently, but they've only done like three episodes. Oh, okay. Um, it's Will Joseph Cook. He's one of my favorite musicians and one of his bandmates on tour. They, they just sit and talk and they're, they're very entertaining. Yeah. I think they're high. I don't know. They haven't <laughs> said. <laughs> That's interesting. I, I'm noticing that most of your podcasts are either comedy related or music related. Um, yeah, I guess like Sugar Pine Seven, Rooster Teeth, those are like comedy. Um, well, and you know, Daniel Sloss is a comedian. So yeah, <laughs> it's Pete comedy. Holmes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other two was a, a band and uh, or like a singer and a. Oh no, Night Vale though. Oh well, well yeah, Night Vale is comedy. But I'm just saying, like the majority. Yeah, at least, yeah. For most of my stuff, actually, I don't know if you could categorize what I listen to, because <laughs> I listen to. Um, I was into like, um, I I don't know what to to call it like, company podcasts where it's like Weird. made by a company. Oh, like Gimlet Media makes a bunch of stuff, and I listen to a lot of their stuff, like Reply All. Uh huh. So it's like a, it's a very cut, and uh, it's like it's a very ordered podcast. It has a specific way that it goes it has stories kind of like radio that's a lot of, more like uh this american lifestyle that's kind of how night Vale is where they'll have a very specific order of how they do things like they'll have the weather and every episode they'll have uh, a word from their sponsors they'll have radio stories you know yeah but that's like it's like a fictional yeah radio show basically yours so. is like talking about this is uh reply all is like a just about how the internet affects everyday life basically huh but it's kind of boring, honestly, but I enjoy it. it. It's interesting because they are a different generation than each other, the two uh-huh. hosts, PJ Vote and Alex uh, Goldman. Uh-huh. And they're both older generation than myself. So it's, a, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting contrast to listen to that, which is... Did you ever listen to the David Dobrik, Jason Nash podcast? Oh, Views? Yeah. No. I didn't listen to, I listened to like an episode. I think they're entertaining in small doses. Like the David Dobrik videos are, I think are funny, but like it's cause it's quick, quick, quick. But like if they're sitting there talking for an hour, it, it gets to lulls, you know? Yeah. I can understand that. Cause I, um, I do listen to, uh, Cody Coe's podcast. Uh-huh. Well, he, he doesn't do it anymore. He had a podcast called, uh, uh, insanely chill. Okay. And he doesn't do it anymore, but it was just him. Uh, and then he'd invite guests and he had mm. Jason Nash on mm. the podcast and it was hilarious. Yeah. Jason Nash drives me crazy. Uh huh. But his podcast wasn't acting. Uh huh. His podcast is just talking with people. So Jason Nash is an actual person I thought was hilarious. Uh huh. Really funny guy. He also had, uh, Todd, 
from David's Vlogs and mm. um, Scotty. Uh, uh, Scotty Sire. Yeah, Scotty Sire. Um, and uh, Matt King, who is one of my favorite Instagrammers at the moment. Oh, is that what he does? I, don't, I was trying to figure out where he is. <laughs> it took me a long time because I was like, he's a YouTuber, right? But his YouTube channel has like three videos and he never posts. Yeah. So I figured out he's an Instagrammer and his Instagram is really good. Huh. So he's, he's also a photographer. He has a... That's cool. But his photography is like Instagram photography. It's not okay. real photography. Like, <laughs> I don't want to classify like real and fake photography. It's uh-huh. all photography, but like it's not... It's like the, the filtered look. It's the filtered look, and it's like um, experimental, kind of, where it's like, this is a strange angle shoot of a person who uh, I just happened to be with. It's not like I got a, a model and did a shoot. Yeah. And if he did get a model, it'd be like, I got a model and shot her with my iPhone. Okay. So okay. that's kind of weird. but. Well... That's probably where sh- we we should leave this episode because I think we're out of space. Well, space, out of time in this study space. Yes, it has been an hour and six minutes, and uh, now all of them have to be exactly an hour and six minutes. Well, but I mean, it's an hour six and thirty seconds, and counting. Cool. Why would we? Why would we do this? Stop! Stop! Us? End it. <laughs>